please welcome Secretary Clinton. Thank you. It is an honor to be here. I mean that sincerely and truly. <laughs> I figured you knew some Jewish people over your lifetime. I know many of the Jewish people. I like them and they like me. Polling shows that. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to see which Yiddish words you may know. And I'm going to do it a little bit differently for sure. you, okay. if that's OK. Yes. Um, so I'm going to say a series of Yiddish words. And I want you to tell me who or what it makes you think of. Oh, of course, of course. I know all of the Yiddish words. OK, so great. So that's fine. So I, I should say Mazel Tov in advance. Oh, it, uh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> 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 great. <laughs> that was a joke. My staff tells me people like jokes. Yeah. <laughs> See I, see, I hear you laughing. That's fun, isn't it? Yeah. OK, are you ready? Yeah, I am ready. All right, here we go. For Cocta. This election. <laughs> I hear the laughter. I hear yes, the laughter. Yes, you're doing great. You're doing great. Schmuck. The Donald Trump. <laughs> Putz. Donald Trump. <laughs> Yuck. Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I joke, I joke. I yeah, joke. yeah. Uh, Schmendrick. Mike Pence. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Shtick Dreck. Chris Christie. That, no, okay. I'll get serious. That I'll means, get serious. That means shithead, by the okay. way. <laughs> um, I knew that. Yeah, I know you did. You're yeah. so worldly and I so smart. I know and talented. all of the things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shiksa. Melania Trump. Mm. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that, but that was how I really felt. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Meshugana. Meshugana is uh, Putin. <laughs> yes. Uh, Shmigegis. Oh, uh, Shmigegis. Well, Donald Trump again. <laughs> <laughs> or Pennsylvania. Or Pennsylvania. Um, yes, those, them people too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and finally, Chutzpah. Oh, I know this. <laughs> Hillary fucking Clinton. <laughs> well done. Oh, thank you so much. Well done. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, yum's the word. Haven't you heard? The yum's the word. It was started by a bird. My name is Robin. And her hair has lots of curls. Actually, I blow it out a lot. Two stories, some awkward. Like wetting the bed next to your boyfriend. Pretty funny and absurd. Like your boss tickling your side boob. So welcome all you nerds. And cool people, too. This is for everyone. Except kids. Yum's the word. Hey everybody, welcome to Yum's the Word. I'm Robin Gelfenbein, and at the top you heard the one, the only, Hillary Clinton. Played by Jay Malski. This, <laughs> this clip was from a show we did back in November that was, if you can believe it, two days after 
the election. I'm not going to lie. I was a little worried how people were going to react, but it wound up being one of our best shows ever. I think probably a lot of it had to do with people, the fact that people just really, really needed to laugh. But it was also like a super tight show and there were some very talented people on. Uh, we'll hear more from Jay slash Hillary a little later in the episode. Uh, now, as you know, Friday is one of the scariest days in our nation's history. That, of course, in November 8th, 2016, or I guess November 9th is really more accurate because it was the day after. Uh, and I actually just saw something about Trump giving away free tickets to the inaugural concert and the inauguration, which, as he would say via a tweet, is SAD, all caps, <laughs> exclamation point, exclamation point. So what do you think about that, Alex? Right. Well, do you think it's actually going to be an inaugural concert or do I, like the way it's going I think it's going to be like an, an inaugural open mic night <laughs> yeah right it's like, it's like an audition <laughs> right I, I mean if you if you can't get anyone on the bill yeah you're pretty much just gonna have to put a list out for you know people who are there to sign up to play it totally I think he's gonna like whip out a ukulele right <laughs> like right. nobody knows <laughs> <laughs> the troubles and we're like oh we are well aware the of your troubles <laughs> The Trumples, <laughs> nice. That's good. All right, so to give you a little break from the insanity that is the state of our union, we're going to provide a little comic relief on this episode with funny, true, and uplifting stories about politics in New Jersey and in D.C. First up is Joey Novick. Joey has been a camp counselor, editorial director, attorney, busboy, professional speaker, and a child actor. And he's currently a comedian, among other things. This is his story about the unexpected way he got involved in his community when he moved to New Jersey. So, so I am um, currently, I'm originally from New York, but I currently live in New Jersey. Yeah. Thank you. I moved out there about oh, 15 years ago, and I was a, a very typical New Yorker. I uh, bought a house in the suburbs in uh, Flemington, New Jersey, which is uh, the most right-wing Republican conservative area in New Jersey. And being a left-wing Democratic Jew, that didn't quite mesh that well. So I had a little problem with my neighbor, who was a real asshole. And I was told to go to the borough council to let them know about the problem, and they would fix it for me. So I arrive on that night, and there's a man sitting up there chairing this borough council meeting, and I'll describe him to you. He had on like a really bad toupee, suspenders, checkered shirt. He had a, one of those pocket pen protectors. And my girlfriend Rosie said to me, look, stay to the end of the meeting, tell your problem, stay there, and thank the man for helping you. So I said, okay. So I'm sitting through the most boring fucking meeting in the world of like local politics, they're talking about sewage, they're talking about drainage, they're talking about re-edging roads, and I just want to like stick a pen in my eye and kill myself, get to my brain. Somewhere along the line, we got to public comments. So I stand up and I explain my problem with my neighbor and my property line, and the guy just says to me, well, you'll have to take it up with our public official, our advocate, or whatever. So I stay to the end of the meeting, and there's more talking about sewage and stuff. So at the end of the meeting, I walked up to the guy and I said, I just want to thank you for listening. And I put up my hand, and he stands arm akimbo, like the pirate from the TV commercials. And he says, so uh, where are you from? I don't recognize you. Uh, I've never seen you here before. And I say, well, I'm from New York. I just moved. He goes, oh, 
you just moved here from New York, you certainly have a lot of problems for coming all the way out from New York and just moving here, and he kind of gives me this thing with his hand. And I am like really pissed off, but I go home and I'm yelling at Rosie and saying, who is that motherfucker, cocksucker, asshole, mother? Just calm down. So about six months later, a guy comes to my door running for office. He's a Democrat, and we actually get into a conversation, and he persuades me to run for office, okay? And I'm thinking, man, this is great. And he goes, come and see, you know, he says, look, come and watch the meeting. Maybe you'll run, maybe you won't, but I promise you a burger and a beer. So I go to the meeting and this same guy is still up there and they're still talking about like sewer sludge and drainage. And I'm thinking, can't they solve these problems in six months? And I'm sitting there and I'm bored out of my mind and I'm looking forward towards the burger and a beer. And then I asked the question that would change my mind for, like, would affect my life forever. I said, well, who is the guy that I'd be running against? And he points to that guy. And I'm thinking, oh, I am so in. And I'm thinking I can seek revenge, I can win. And I go home and I realize that I have to tell Rosie that I've decided to run for office. And she looks at me and says, are you out of your fucking mind? You don't have time to do the dishes, mow the lawn, but you want to run for office? And I'm like... Yes. <laughs> so I start out knocking on doors, and I'm, I'm like, I buy a suit, I buy a tie, I get a little piece of uh, campaign material. I knock on my first door, and I will tell you, Flemington is the most Republican town in all of Hunter County. So I knock on my first door, and I'm very happy about this. I'm very excited. My dad is very excited about my running. And uh, I knock on my first door, and the guy opens up the door, and he says, uh, all right, what do you want? So I said, hi, I'm running for office. My name is Joey Novick. And I just want to, he yells at me, he says, Democrat or Republican? And I say, I'm a demo. On the word mo, he slams the door in my face. <laughs> I go and I sit in my car for about 15 minutes crying. <laughs> and the thing in my mind is that I just don't want to go home and tell Rosie and get you that I told you so that women are so good at giving you. So I... You know, say, look, I'm a stand-up comedian, I'm a Democrat, I'm a Jew, I can handle this. <laughs> I go back to his door, and I knock on it again, and he looks at me incredulously, and, he's, you know, and I say, look, don't ever slam the door in anybody's face again. Tell me you don't want to vote for me, you don't agree with my politics, but do not slam the door in anybody's face. And I turn around, and I just walk. And I did not look back because he was like real large. And I thought he was like, you know. So everything was going well until the first Republican mailer came out. There was a piece of really bad black and white picture of me. And underneath it said, it says, just say Noe to Joey. We don't want his stand-up act on council. And it talks about how I'm a failed comedian and I'm just running for the attention, which is kind of true. No. But the thing is, so I actually am so pissed off, I call my dad, my dad's asking me how's the campaign going, and I, I tell him about this, and then he says, he says, oh, just say no to Joey. He goes, well, they must have seen your act. Just like that. So he says, well, you really should do something about that. You're a comedian, be creative. So I go online, and I find a great quote from Will Rogers, which says, I'm a comedian, when I tell a joke, it gets a laugh. He's a politician, when he tells a joke, it becomes a law. <laughs> so I send that out to everybody, and the newspaper, which doesn't think I'm going to win, actually writes an editorial that says, by, by the way, the guy's name was Bill Reed, 
who's, and I made a joke and I met him the first time, I said, oh, Bill Reed, that's what you do, you guys read bills. <laughs> he didn't think it was funny either. But anyway, so, so they print an editorial that says, Mr. Reed, you owe Joey Novick an apology. You should be ashamed of yourself. And I'm thinking, yeah, fucking hey, this is great, man. And I don't think I'm gonna win, but it puts like wind in my sails and I'm going door to door to door. Eventually, the election is over and on election night, I get a surprise. I kick the guy's ass. Yeah. I actually win and I'm the first Democrat to be elected to Flemington Borough Council, which I've now served on for 15 years. Yeah. And I'm still the only Democrat on the council. And when I called my dad, I'll never forget this, I called my dad, I was very excited to tell him that I won. And he said to me, he said, oh, that's great. And as a good Jewish father, he said to me, how much does it pay? <laughs> and I said, it's about 4,200 a year. Then even as a better Jewish father, he said, oh, is that off the books? <laughs> Thank you very much. My dad, as a CPA, would never have asked me if I had done something off the books because he does everything by the book. That was Joey Novick. You can find Joey on Twitter at Joey Novick. Okay, next up is another bit I did with Hillary Clinton at our show back in the fall, two days after the election. I've got all kinds of things. I've just a little goodie bag for you, Hillary. Can I call you Hillary? You, of course, whatever you want. People can call me whatever they want. Okay, great. So this is just a little smorgasbord of some gifts. Okay. So I thought uh, you, like many of us, could use a cigarette. So these oh, are candy cigarettes. Definitely, definitely. Um, can I have one now? Yes. <laughs> You have worked your ass off for so long, so I thought you could sleep for a long time with this little mask. Okay, can I have one now? Yep, put it on. Um, I imagine you've been wanting to explode for a, a long time, so I've got Pop Rocks in two different flavors for you. Can I have them now? Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I've got... <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> People like things in their mouths, don't they? <laughs> I've read the polling shows. <laughs> uh, I've got a thing of tissues in case you need to dry your tears. Can I use them now? Yes, of course. Um, I thought you could use some pampering, so I've got a little like mask here, which you don't have enough room to put in your person. <laughs> These are really popping. Uh, I've got a. Are they? Do it against the microphone. Oh, all right. Hold on. Wait. Let, you you want to hear it? Who wants to hear it? Yeah. 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 Go ahead, there's a poll right there. <laughs> That's it's, awesome! It's fun not being a candidate. <laughs> All that and loose. Uh, I've got some whiskey for you. Yeah, I'm going to have that right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I was supposed to take that with Pop Rocks. <laughs> All right, close it up. Mikey, Mikey kind of did it. Um, I've got uh, earplugs for you for any time Donald Trump opens his mouth. Yeah, okay, great. And He's not here right now. I'm not going to use him right now. If you elect to leave the United States, which I hope you don't, I've got a special flag for you. All right. Oh, yeah. Canada. I'm leaving Bill and I'm going to go bone Justin, whatever his name Trudeau. is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Baby, yeah. 
And finally, um, when they go low, you get high. Oh. <laughs> like I said, can't wait to not be a candidate. Uh, thank you so much, Kevin, for Hillary thank Clinton! You. Thank you, America! If you want to see that clip of Hillary on our stage, you can check it out on our Instagram at Yum's the Word Show. Just go down through the feed a little bit until you get to November. And Hillary Clinton was played by Jay Malski. Jay is a New York-based sketch comedian and character actor currently performing at UCB on the mod team Pretty Boys. He is a member of the improv team Champagne Empire, who performs at the Pit, and his solo show, Elaine Stritch, still here, had a sold-out run at the 2015 New York Fringe Festival. You can follow Jay on Instagram at jmalski or catch his earnest gay thoughts on Twitter at jmalski. Okay, next up is our final storyteller, Bonnie Levison. Now, since this story is from our archives, before we started recording the audio really well, please forgive the audio quality. Trust me, though, it is worth it because she has a doozy of a story. Bonnie has performed on the Central Park Summer Stage, the Moth Radio Hour, and the Moth Podcast. This is her story of how, against all instincts, she learned the power of breaking the rules at one of the most monumental events in U.S. history. So it is early January 2009, and I'm sitting in a restaurant here in New York City, and I'm feeling really anxious. I'm waiting for Stephen. Stephen and I have been dating for the last three years. But the last year, it has been really rough. It's been really on and off. And I've just had such a hard time because I've decided we're just so different. He is really aggressive, and he loves to break the rules. And it makes me crazy because I'm the polar opposite. I wouldn't break a rule if my life depended on it, and I'm really cautious. And it makes him crazy. And I've just decided it's been enough. We can't go through this anymore. It's time, no matter what. So tonight, I'm going to break up with him. So I see Stephen across the room, and he's coming towards me, and he has a big smile on his face. Uh, he's about six feet tall. He has a beard and glasses, and he, he's in his uh, usual uniform of the baseball cap, the black, uh, black shirt, the uh, blue jeans, and the sneakers. And I tease him because he looks a lot like another Steven, the famous one, Steven Spielberg. Um, and he's coming towards me, and I can feel my heart beating. And he has this envelope, and he throws it down on the table. And he sits down, and he goes, I know, I know you want to talk to me, but I have some news. But, but what do you want to tell me? And I said, I could just feel the pit in my stomach. And I said, no, 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 you first. And he said, OK, um, well, you know, I did some work for this company. And you're not going to believe this. They just gave me two tickets, hotels, all the events, to the Obama inauguration. And I want to take you. And I'm like, I know what I have to do here. I know what I have to do. And I dig deep, and I look at him, and I say, when do we leave? <laughs> Not my proudest moment. A couple of weeks later, I wake up in Washington, D.C., and it's the morning of the inauguration. 
and I'm so excited. It is the most beautiful day. There is not a cloud in the sky. It is beautiful, and there are people everywhere, and everyone's smiling, and the energy is palpable. It is freezing out, and everyone's bundled up, and nobody cares. It's just amazing. We get on this shuttle bus, and we make our way to the National Mall. And we have these yellow tickets, so I'm really excited. We have these tickets, we're getting in, and we make our way to the National Mall, we get out, and the bus drops us off about four blocks from our entrance. And we're walking block by block, and at every block, these people are lined up. And they're all in these massive lines, I'm going, oh my God, thank God we have our yellow tickets, because I don't think we'd ever get in. So we finally get four blocks down, and we get to the yellow ticket entrance, and we turn the corner, and our hearts drop because we realized that all those people that we just passed also had yellow tickets. <laughs> and I'm like, Stephen, we've got to go and get in line back there. And he's like, no, we're cutting. <laughs> no, we're not. We can't cut. <laughs> and he's like, we're cutting. <laughs> and he starts making his way to try and shove into the line of these people that have probably been there since, you know, the darkness, since midnight. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, no, this is what I hate. This is what I hate about him. And these people are, suddenly they stand there like a wall, and they're like, don't even think about it. I'm like, I knew it, I knew it, oh, it's horrible. And they're like, we have our eyes on you. You go to the back of the line, don't even think about it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is exactly what makes me crazy. And he comes back, and he takes me by the hand, and he pulls me behind a tree next to the entrance. I'm like, Stephen, we have to go to the back of the line. He's like, just... Just give me a moment. I feel like something's going to happen. And I'm like, oh my God, what are you doing? And a few minutes later, he takes me by the hand and he says, just smile and don't say anything. And he takes me off to the other side. The, 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 uh, the gate and the entrance is on our left. But to our right, off in the distance, is a group of about 30 people. And they're all standing there and they're getting their photograph taken. And he suddenly pulls me into the back row of this photograph. And he said, just smile. So we stand there in the back row, and I'm smiling, and I, I'm just, like, raging inside. What is going on here? And suddenly, this group of 30 people, so, so the photographer ends, you know, we're, there we are with these 30 people, and they start, one of the women in the group starts handing out tickets. And half of the tickets are yellow. And so about 15 people get us, they're all ages, and he said, just stay in the middle of the group and smile and don't say anything. And I, I'm like, what is going on here? And so I start walking against every instinct I have. And I just start walking because I have nothing else to do. And I'm keeping my head down and we're going towards the entrance. And I'm like, what is going on here? And I'm looking around at these people. I'm like, they look so familiar. And I'm like, Holy shit! These are the Kennedys! that were just shunning us and telling us get to the back of the line, 
they don't see me. And the, it's like the seas parted for Moses. <laughs> Suddenly, they let us in before anyone else. And we walk in to the front section. They escort us to the front section of the Obama inauguration. <laughs> and moments later, I find myself at the foot of the Capitol stairs, looking up at the dais where Barack Obama will be inaugurated our president. One of the probably the most important historical moments that will, I will know. And there I am. And I can't believe it. You know, five minutes before I thought I was going to get arrested. Now I am just giddy. And we, I'm like yelling out to Stephen. I'm like, Stephen, take my picture here. Take my picture here. And we're high-fiving people and how are you doing? And it's all going great. Suddenly, people are saying, oh, let me take my pic picture with Stephen, and that's great, and then there's, it's just all happening. I figured, this is just a love-in for everybody in the front section. I love this. And suddenly, a, this very handsome Marine, who's one of the guards there, hands me his camera and said, would you let me take my picture with him? Um, would you take our picture? And I'm like, well, sure. That's the way it's going here. And I'm holding the camera, and I'm focusing uh, the camera, and I'm looking through it, and I hear to my left a woman say, oh my God, look who that is. And she's like, it's Steven Spielberg. <laughs> and then, I, I get it. And I'm looking through the camera, and I see this smiling face. And I realize he knows they think he's Steven Spielberg. But he's not going to ruin it. And he did it for me. He's not going to ruin it for them, and he did all this for me. And and I, it occurs to me that, you know, maybe I spent way too much time trying to change him, and maybe I'm the one that needs to change. Maybe I need to take a risk once in a while, and maybe I need to lighten up, and maybe I need to think about this relationship a little more. And for anyone out there that knows the Kennedys, you just Thank you, and I'm really sorry about the picture. <laughs> that was Bonnie Levison. You can find Bonnie, IRL, that's in real life, because she's not on social media. All right, so the live show is on hiatus for the next few months, so we will be working on releasing more podcast episodes during that time, including some more stories that are in the vault, like the ones you heard today, those two stories were from 2014. We'll also be sharing some fun content on our ice cream social media. Be sure to follow all the fun on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Yum's The Word Show. We're going to be doing some little features. I don't know if you know this, Alex, little features of some of the people who work on Yum's The Word. Whoa. Some little fun stories about you guys. Stories about the stories behind the stories. <laughs> Also, our next live show is April 12th at La Poisson Rouge. We've got the one and only Gary Vaynerchuk on the show, who is a social media giant and best-selling author of books like Crush It and Ask Gary V. Plus, we've got Aparna Nanshurla, who was recently featured on A Prairie Home Companion, Inside Amy Schumer, and she opened for Tig Notaro. She's also featured on the very first episode of this podcast. It's a really, really funny story. She is an incredibly talented woman. Now, tickets are not on sale for that show yet, but they will sell out fast. So follow us on social at Yum's The Word Show 
or sign up for our mailing list, where I will probably release that ticket information first. Uh, you can find details about that on our site, yumsawardshow.com. Also, if you like what you hear, please let us know by giving us a quick rating and review on iTunes. It will help other people know about our podcast. And finally, if you or your organization are interested in learning how to tell a story, check out our storytelling Fun 01 workshops. You can find all of the info about that on our site at yumsthewordshow.com. The stories you just heard were recorded live at Le Poisson Rouge in New York City. The podcast is produced by me, Robin Gelfenbein, and Alex Fulton, who wrote some of the music. And the theme song is by Mark Radcliffe. Special thanks to Matt Fiddler, Michael Cedar, Danny Ortiz, Megan Deneen, Carly Patrone, Katie Riley, and of course... Hillary Clinton. I'm Robin Gelfenbein. Thanks for listening. Hope you get a piece. We will miss you so much, President Obama. And until next time. Hillary fucking Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary Clinton.